Good day, everyone. Larry Bailey here, Mortgage Workflow Partners. We are going to bring you another weekly newsletter brought to you by courtesy of MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. If you don't have a subscription to MBS Highway, you're missing out. You got to get it. It's also brought to you from Mortgage Workflow Partners. We make sure that you actually know how to use your software, uh, especially if you're using the Encompass platform. We help you master that Encompass platform from sales to operations and, of course, to administration. We'll help you with new Encompass implementation. If you know anybody who's thinking about implementing Encompass for retail or TPO or has recently and you want to make sure you do them a favor, get them in touch with us. We'll do a quick review, let them know what they're missing or what they should be thinking about. Thinking about. Uh, you can always reach us 888-522-7181 or info at mortgageworkflowpartners.com or info at workflowpartners.org. Either one of those email addresses works fine. So this newsletter we're going over is for today, August 21st, 2023. It's the review of August 14th. And gang, before I jump in, this is a live ticker. And uh, if you've not been paying attention to the 10-year treasury, that's testing serious upper limits. 30-year bond with a five and a half coupon is testing serious lower limits. Um, we might see some seismic changes to rates this week. So uh, if, again, if you're not in tune with what's going on with MBS Highway, you are missing out. Let's get into what happened here in this last week. So despite ongoing challenges facing home builders, construction activity picked up last month. Plus, the minutes from the Fed's July meeting provided some hints about what's next for rate hikes. Here are the latest headlines. First story is strong summer housing starts. Next story is understanding the decline in home builder confidence. The next story is are more Fed rate hikes ahead. Next story is initial jobless claims remain tame. The last story is what an, import, uh, what an important recession indicator is saying. Uh, there'll be a hack in there for food, I'm sure, because it's summertime and we all like to eat and drink. So the first story is strong summer for housing starts. If you're listening to the podcast, get over to mortgage.community and check out the online video. You'll see, uh, you can read along with me. You can see the images here. So Home construction picked up in July as housing starts, which, which measure the start of construction on homes. They were up 3.9% from June. Starts for single-family homes also saw improvement as they were 6.7% higher from June to July. Building permits, which are indicative of future supply, were relatively flat last month. Permits for single-family homes rose 0.6% from June to the highest level in one year. Bottom line here, gang. The last three months have brought the highest number of housing starts so far this year, 2023. While this is a step in the right direction, more inventory is needed to meet the demand. We've been talking about this forever. So when we look at new supply that will be coming to market around 1.45 million homes annualized per the latest housing starts total, assuming those housing starts get finished, and subtract roughly 100,000 homes that need to be replaced every year due to aging, we're well below demand as measured by household formations that are trending at 2.07 million. So we're bringing 1.45 million. We need maybe about 2 million. There's a little bit of a gap there, not including the 100,000 that need to be uh, torn down and rebuilt. Uh, so guys, listen, even looking at future supply, building permits at 1.44 million annualized, we're still lower than where we need to be. And this ongoing disparity between supply and demand is the key reason, I think, the key reason why home values continue to rise. And it's why now provides great opportunities to take advantage of appreciation gains. Gang, it's no secret, this is why huge corporations are buying enormous blocks of homes and enormous tracts of land to develop because it's where the money is. 
That's where the money is. Um, I will say, too, if you need, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, First Signature Lending. If you need a partner to work with you to build a home, especially if you have land, get to First Signature Lending. Tell them Larry Bailey sent you. They're actually one of our clients, and they are number one um, in USDA. Like, they kicked everybody else's tail out there in the USDA for manufacturing and modular. <clears throat> I'm going to be putting a, a separate post on that. But, yeah, if you if you want to work with a construction or permanent lender, First Signature Lending, tell them Larry Bailey sent you. Talk to Matt over there or Chris, uh, or if you talk to, to Sherry uh, Wedmore, um, she's president over there. Absolutely phenomenal company. Huge shout-out to them. So, listen, next story is understanding the decline in home builder confidence. Uh, so, so again, on, on the image here, we saw a nice little uh, draft up, and then we're seeing a tick down from July to August, which is not cool. So the National Association of Home Builders, that's the NAHB, housing market index, which measures builder confidence, fell six points to 50 in August. However, this latest reading follows seven consecutive monthly increases, and confidence remains right at the break-even level between expansion and contraction. Remember, 50 is that is that break even that's what it's trying to say so where we saw well under 50 leading up to july um we hit above 50 and now we're at 50 so bottom line here is the nahb cited several reasons for the decline in sentiment this month that includes rising mortgage interest rates construction costs stemming from lack of workers a shortage of buildable lots an ongoing shortage of distribution transformers um, which are crucial for converting voltage into transformer lines at household levels. I didn't know that. There's a, there's a shortage of distribution transformers? That's weird. Um, record high heat may have also deterred some potential buyers from home shopping, thereby impacting builders' perception of buyer traffic. Man, we are all connected. So listen, here's the next story. Are more Fed rate hikes ahead? So the minutes from the Fed's July meeting show that the Fed no longer believes that our economy will enter a recession but they do see a downside risks to growth. The Fed also believes there are upside risks to inflation, as the minutes show they are not yet sure that they have won the battle on inflation and more rate hikes may be ahead. Bottom line here, gang, if you can figure this out, gold star for you. So remember, the Fed has been hiking its benchmark Fed funds rate, which is the overnight borrowing rate for banks, to try to slow the economy and curb inflation. July's hike of 25 basis points was their 11th rate hike since March of last year. All eyes are now turned to September 20th, which is uh, in about a month, um, which is when the Fed's next rate decision will be announced. Inflation, labor sector, and other economic data released in the coming weeks will play a key role in this decision, obviously. The minutes did show that the Fed feels the labor market needs a, quote, balancing of demand and supply, close quote. In other words, they may want to see weaker headline job figures before calling it quit on rate hikes. I don't know how they're going to get that personally because last time we checked, we had millions of, of jobs out there unfulfilled, and we had record low unemployment. So unless they're going to start letting, like, um, I don't even know what to do with that. Like, I really don't know what they're going to do with that. We'll see. Smarter people than me. Uh, absolutely. Next story is initial jobless claims remain tame. So we see on the, on the image here, we've got California, Ohio, and Texas as our largest claims um, as reported. So one area of the labor sector still not showing sustained weakness is unemployment claims. The number of first-time filers fell by 11,000 with 239,000 initial jobless claims reported in the latest week. 
Initial jobless claims have remained relatively tame after topping 260,000 for the first three weeks of June, which suggests that employers are trying to retain their workers. You better believe it. This trend coincides with recent reporting that many businesses are struggling to find qualified workers in their positions. Meanwhile, continuing claims rose 32,000 with 1.716 million people still receiving benefits after their initial claim was filed. So this number has been trending lower since topping that 1.861 million back in early April. And this reflects uh, a mix of people who are finding new jobs and benefits expiring. I'll tell you what, uh, and so the bottom line here before I get my own personal thoughts is, um, with the Fed focused on unemployment data, this was an important real-time report because it includes the sample week that the Bureau of Labor Statistics, also known as BLS, will use in the modeling for their job growth estimates. Remember, that, that number that we talk about is part modeling, part survey. Um, I covered that a few weeks ago. So again, the Fed will closely be analyzing this headline job growth figure when August's job report is released on September 1st, about a week and a half. So listen, this whole thing about um, you know first-time filers and, and continuing claims and, and, and companies trying to hold on to the qualified workers, I see it. Again, I focus obviously in the mortgage industry, and I see employers starting to have more and more um, uh, posts for opening positions. And, and I, you know, I always say, why don't you call the people who worked for you back first? Why are you posting? I don't know. I know for me, if I had to lay somebody off, the person who I'm calling back first um, is the person I laid off first. I don't know if every company does that. And I have um, not uh, had that problem here with Mortgage Workflow Partners uh, yet, but um, we'll see. But that, that is our, our, our goal, is to hire somebody back that we had to let go if they're still available. So what an important recession indicator is saying is the next story, and uh, here it is. So the conference board reported that the leading economic indicators, also known as LEI, um, LEI is known as Legal Entity Identifier if you, if you deal with, with mortgage companies. So the LEI indicator fell 0.4% in July, which is the 16th consecutive month of declines. The LEI tracks where the economy is headed, and it, quote, continues to suggest that the economic activity is likely to decelerate and descend into mild contraction in the months ahead, close quote. I don't know what mild contraction is, but contraction is recession, so I'm not quite sure what that means. This was all explained from Justina Zabinska-LaMonica, uh, Senior Manager, Business Cycle Indicators. I guess that's the source there. So the bottom line here from this story is, Despite the Fed's belief that we can avoid a recession, the conference board is stating by their forecast that our economy will enter, quote, a short and shallow recession in the Q4, 23, and Q1, 24 time span. Again, these people are probably way smarter than me, but I doubt it. I don't think so. I just don't see the indicators um, unless we see mortgage rates go up and we see the Fed raise rates another quarter percent or half percent, um, maybe, and we see a lot of default. So, you know, they're citing here yield curve inversions, near record high credit card debt, and the lag effect of the Fed's rate hikes are additional reasons why a recession may not be off the table just yet. Yeah, I agree. It may not be off the table. Um, but it's to say it's going to happen, um, that's, that's a bold step. So while a recession is not a great thing for the economy, one positive aspect is that periods of recession are always coupled with lower interest rates. Okay, fine. We'll see what happens. Here's that family hack of the week. So this melon mint... Uh, Aguaya Fresca, courtesy of the Food Network, is delicious and easy to make and perfect for beating the heat all summer long. 
Uh, so in a blender, you're going to add four cups of peeled and seeded cantaloupe or honeydew. I prefer cantaloupe myself. Four cups cold water, half a cup of honey, half a cup of chopped fresh mint, and uh, the juice and zest of two limes. If you don't know what zesting of a lime is, look it up on YouTube. Um, just scrape it. And then you put the juice in. Um, it gets a lot of extra zest in there. Uh, blend this until smooth, adding more water if needed. Strain all that through a, a mesh sieve or sieve, if you pronounce it like that, into a pitcher. Discard the solids, uh, so strain all the solids out so you don't swallow something solid. And uh, add more sweetener if you need to. Serve that over ice, garnish with fresh mint, and enjoy. This recipe can also work with other ripe fruits, such as peaches, nectarines, mango, pineapples, and berries. Oh, pineapple sounds good. Uh, good luck with that. Um, hey, listen, here's what to look a week uh, to look ahead for this week. <clears throat> More housing data is ahead as July's existing and new home sales will be reported on Tuesday. That's tomorrow and Wednesday, respectively. Look for the latest jobs claims figures as usual on Thursday. Investors will also be closely watching the economics. I'm sorry, the economists, central bankers, and policymakers from around the world. I'm sure they're watching the economics too, <clears throat> as they all as the world joins the Fed for its Jackson Hole Economic Symposium, which starts on Thursday. That sounds exciting. Uh, hey, listen, everybody, thanks very much for, for following along with our weekly updates, courtesy of MBS Highway. Again, get over to mbshighway.com. And uh, for goodness sake, if you're doing anything with Encompass, and for that matter, any LOS, any POS, it doesn't matter. Mortgage Workflow Partners are your partners in everything that you use because we put workflow before technology, which is so novel. So many companies don't do that, but we do. And that's why our clients are successful and that's why the Encompass environments that I've implemented for over 10 years are still kicking butt out there, even after all the changes. So I look forward to helping you for retail, TPO, doesn't matter. We're here for you, 888-522-7181 or info at workflowpartners.org. Thanks, everybody. See you now.